That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm excited to connect with Jill today. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. This is my first podcast ever. Yay. You're going to be so great. Are you kidding? And I, it's funny because I say this all the time, but I meet people on social media and I'm like so excited to meet them face to face because I feel like I DM you all the time and we're always like chit chatting back and forth. But I'm like, I don't think I've ever actually like, no, this is our first technical. (laughs) I mean, granted, it's still virtual, but it's our first virtual face to face meeting. Yeah. I respond to your stories all the time. I love the food you cook, everything. So. (laughs) It's about time we like actually had a conversation. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I know like she has her little dog. Like I know a little bit about Who you. is sitting behind you right now, chewing her bone. If you do hear any barking, I'm wearing my headphones. So I apologize in advance. <laughs> no, we, we love stray dog barking. <laughs> I do have a pocket full of treats. So hopefully, you know, that <laughs> makes it through the hour. No, it'll, it'll be fine. I, we're all casual over here. That's awesome. All right. So let's get started. So what do you do? Tell us, tell us what you do. (laughs) Yes. So I am technically a Pilates instructor. Um, I've been teaching Pilates since 2017, 2016. And I just opened, I guess almost a year now, I opened up my own like virtual and in-person little like studio, just me. Um, I was teaching at a studio in the North End and on Newbury Street for quite some time. And then Things kind of shifted, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later. Um, And I just decided, you know, it was the right move for me to start something on my own and start something that really made me feel empowered and made me start this fitness journey in the first place. Um, Mental health is a really big thing for me. So I wanted to create something that people felt very comfortable, not judged, where they could also move and just, you know, we're all different. Like if you and I did the same thing next to each other, we should look a little different. We have different bodies, you know? So I wanted people to really know that that was okay and have a place where they can just come and feel better. Yeah, that's awesome. I have kind of made this my own shift in fitness. Like I, cause I did soccer growing up. I was very competitive. I competed in Spartan races. Like everything was very like high intensity, high strong. And I was like, I'm working out to like, look really good and to perform really good and to like be the best. And now over the past like year or so, I've really found that my mindset is more like, what am I going to do today? That's going to make me feel better and like make my anxiety feel better. Absolutely. And it's much more like mental health focus. I don't know if that's like just me getting literally my logo. (laughs) No. And it might be, it might be us. Yeah. Kind of starting to realize like, okay, who cares what everyone else is saying? Like finally getting to an age. Yeah. And I hit my later twenties and I hit 30 and it's like, why do I care so much what everyone else thinks of me? 
Like, why does that matter when they're all doing the exact same thing? Right. Like how you sit there and you're like, oh, I wonder what they're thinking. And I'm doing the same thing about someone else. Like we're all doing the same thing. So might as well stop thinking about it and just enjoy being. Exactly. Yeah. So I totally identify with the like mental health side of, of working out. I think that's so important. So your business name, Movement with Jill, correct? Yes. And then underneath it says for the body and mind, which is exactly what we just talked about. Yeah. I actually, um, I have a question every time my clients come in, I ask them, how are you feeling? Is there anything you want to work on today? Is there anything I should know about your body? Anything feeling weird? Like, did you sleep weird? Did you go on a 20 mile walk yesterday? You know, like anything I should know about. Um, And then I do the same thing at the end of the session. How are you feeling now? Is there anything you feel like didn't get enough work, needed some more attention, need a stretch? Um, Because Pilates and I mean, a lot of movement, like we were just discussing, women especially, we were raised to work out to look a certain way, to work out so that he thinks I'm pretty or to work out so I can feel more comfortable standing next to her or, you know, whatever it is, or look good in this outfit for somebody else. When we should be working out because like, it makes us feel good. It keeps us healthy. It keeps our mind clear. And yeah, the added benefits of like, maybe I'll get a six pack afterwards cool. That's awesome as well. But like, there are also some bodies that that's never going to happen and that's okay. And we shouldn't make people feel like they have to look a certain way to feel good about themselves. It just, and that's again, something we'll chat about when we have another question later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I love, I love this. So talking about the visuals behind your, your business's brand. What was that process like for you? And like, what was important for you to like get come across for, for your people? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started um, with some random person that found me on Instagram. She made me this logo and it said Jill with like bodies as the letters. And it was in purple, which purple is my favorite color. Purple is also mental health awareness, which is why it was just super perfect for me to use as my logo color anyways. Yeah. It just, it fit very well. It was meant to be. Um, and actually the person who made my logo is a client, a friend, and she, I actually met her from taking one of my classes. Um, and then I posted on Instagram, like, you know, right before I branched off on my own being like, Hey, does anyone like make any logos? You know, can anyone help me? And she reached out being like, Hey, I do all of this. It's like, Oh my God, I already know that we're on the same like wavelength with how we think and how we feel about fitness. And I really want people who are going to work with me that have those same values and those same opinions on the world as I do, because that was really important to me. Um, And it just fit really well. She made one draft and it, she added the whole, like for the body and mind, like we came up with a whole different, you know, things for weeks and it just, it fit. It was perfect because yeah, fitness is for the body and for the mind. And my name is Jill. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah, it worked out. I think when I look at your logo and when I look at like anything that's like branded by you, like web stuff, Instagram, whatever, I get this sense of like calmness and like, I don't know, there's like a sense of empathy almost. So I think all of that comes across very well. And it's not like a big, like bold purple. It's like a very like calming, almost neutral purple, like a little lavender, lavender. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but that too, like, I didn't want to be in everybody's face. I don't want to be, you know, if I'm the right fit for you. Awesome. If I'm not the right fit for you. Awesome. I hope there is somebody else that fits perfectly for you. So, yeah, that's so important to like in any industry. I mean, there's like millions of graphic designers out there, but there's 
tons of fitness people too. And a lot of fitness people are on Instagram. Like that's kind of like their thing, Instagram and TikTok and like these very visual platforms. So I think when you like start your business, you feel very almost like competitive with other people in your space. Cause you're like, I want to make money. <laughs> like That's important. And I yeah, want or you want to stand out and have right. Something yeah. that draws people to you versus somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that whole comparison oh. syndrome. That is a yes. big issue that I deal with quite often. I mean, all of us deal with it, but I think it's great that you just said that, like, if I'm not for you, I hope you find someone who is for you. That's such a important mindset shift that so many of us never hit or it takes us a long time to hit. Well, and I've worked with different trainers too. I actually, I have a trainer now and it's been the longest I've worked with someone. I see him once a week and he's actually in the North end, but I see him once a week and we've been working together for almost three and a half years now. Whereas before that, like I was moving from trainer to trainer, I was taking different classes and I just couldn't really find the right place and the right fit. And finally found someone who like really understood me who also I have a wrist injury of carpal tunnel. So finding someone who wasn't going to push me or like, you know, do something where, and one of my favorite things in fitness is when you're like, this doesn't feel right. And they're like, no, 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 20 more. Like, (laughs) but it doesn't feel right. Like this hurts my IT band or like, you know, something's going on. Like, yeah, 20 more, you're fine. Like, but do you want to know why it, like, do you want to ask me what's going on? (laughs) Like, what if it's bad? What if it's not just because my muscles are burning from this move? Like, what if something's happening? Right. And he always is very like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Great. You know, we'll change. We'll do the same muscle group, but we'll do a different move that feels right for you. And that's the kind of thing that I preach to my clients as well. Like if this doesn't feel right for you, it's not right for you. It might not be right for you today. It could be right for you tomorrow. And that's great. But like today and every day we have a different body. I could have slept weird last night. Maybe I didn't sleep very well at all. Or maybe right. Like I ran a marathon a few days ago and my body's exhausted. So it can't do the same things it did a few weeks ago. And that's okay. Meeting yourself where you are and making sure that like, yeah, we're still progressing. We're still doing something to feel strong and empowered, but you're not going to hurt yourself in the process. And that is a big thing that I find in fitness where it's just like, go super hard. And what you were talking about too, like TRX, CrossFit, all those kind of things where it's just like push, push, push. But what if I'm in class? I'm like, Hey, this plank is hurting my wrist. They're like, yeah, good. It should hurt. No, like not this part though. Like not. Yeah. (laughs) Let's take a step back for a second. Yeah. And like all of these people who like we've worked with in the past who like we're not working with that working with anymore. It's not even that like they're bad and like the person you have is good. It's just not a good fit. Right. It just, it wasn't the right mesh and that's totally fine. The trainer that I saw for months before the one I'm with now, like he's still very successful. He moved to Florida. He has his own business and I'm happy for him. Like I liked him as a person. We just, right. Like physically in that sense, we just weren't the right fit and that's okay. Yeah. And maybe it was not right everyone's fit gonna for be. like a few months or during right. one period of time. It's also like, like You're not going to be friends with every single person you come across. You're exactly. not going to believe everything, you know, like we're all different and we're all individual. And there are some people that you mesh with. And unfortunately, sometimes you don't. And again, that's okay. Yeah, totally. So in terms of you starting your own business, what in more detail, I guess, led you to go down that path? Cause it's, it's a big deal. It's a big decision. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, um, I watched you and Jen, who was also in your one fit biz. I actually oh. know Jen from, I taught some mentoring and like teacher training for Pilates. She took one of my courses and oh, cool. I was watching her through quarantine and through everything being like, Oh, I love what she's doing. I love that. She just like 
went off on her own and did her own thing. And I hope she also listens to this because I do tell her all the time that like, she really inspired me to start on my own. And um, it was that, but also being in a studio and this has to do with another question that um, you asked for later, but being in a studio and kind of being in that environment, it was becoming very unhealthy and very toxic for me. Um, I had been managing the studio, I was mentoring and I, I was loving it. I, I really did love my job and I loved being there, but the behind the scenes and the way that I was being managed or the way that I was being, you know, handled in the studio, whatever you want to call just, it got to a place where I couldn't be there anymore. Um, and I am a very big mental health advocate and it got to the point where I'd wake up in the morning and was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go here anymore. It doesn't make me feel good. And, and exactly that was like, but I love what I do. I love making people feel more empowered and feel better about themselves in any sense. So the fact that I was waking up to be like, I don't want to do this today. I was like, this is bad. Like, this isn't right because this is what I want to do forever. So to wake up and be like, yeah, I don't want to go in today. I knew something was wrong. And Mm -hmm. again, this will tie into something later, but I was discussing it, um, with my boss at the time about how like, you know, something needed to change. And we were talking about like different options, whatever it is. And she was saying how, you know, there's a new girl who's coming in to start teaching and can't wait for you to mentor her. You know, she teaches like you, she cues very similarly and she also looks really good. And I was like, that's just like, (laughs) there were a lot of things leading up to it. Like there were a lot of bigger things leading up to it, but that one line, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I just yeah. like, I can't be in a place where like, that's why you hired somebody. Like, Who cares yeah. what she looks like? And also like, who cares? That's great that she has beautiful hair. Like, I'm really happy for her. And I know her <laughs> now. She's a lovely person. Like nothing about her as a person at all. It's just, it, that shouldn't be why you hire someone. That shouldn't be why like someone is apparently a good instructor. Right. It just like, yes, I do understand that in the fitness industry, a lot of people look at their instructor to be like, oh, okay, I want to look like her or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And I do get that. It is like an inspiring thing, but the environment that I was in was very much, and this is like a direct line that I was told um, like early on is that we're not real people. We walk into that door when we walk in in the morning and our whole life, like irrelevant, your boyfriend broke up with you before you walked in the door. Doesn't matter. He doesn't exist anymore. Oh you are like this. Yeah, no, dead serious. That's you're a robot. <laughs> Um, yeah, because she didn't want us to have like, you know, real feelings and be a real person like that. Where at the same time, like, I want it to be relatable. I I want people to know like why I did this and why I do it and what made me get into this industry in the first place. And that was mental health and doing another thing where it's all about like image and body and the way people see you on the outside. Like, yes, that is one thing. And of course I want my clients to respect me and think that I do a good job, but that's not because I blew my hair out this morning that I teach, <laughs> like that I taught well or that I'm yeah. educated or whatever it is. Like those don't go hand in hand. And it just got to a place where like all the matching leggings and sports bras and everyone was blowing out their hair and doing makeup before they came to work. And I was like, I get here at 630 in the morning to teach all day. I'm not going to blow out my hair before I teach like seven clients and classes back to back. That just, it doesn't resonate with me. It didn't make sense. It wasn't what... I believed in. Um, and I just, I want someone to value me because I taught a good class. I made them feel better. I educated them in some way about their body, you know, something where like I gave them real value, not just like, Oh, I loved her leggings. Like, where do I find them? Great. (laughs) Like that's also super, but not 
what I find important. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's so funny in the fitness industry, there's like two camps of people, right? There's the people like you and me who are very much like realistic and we're focused on mental health and we want to work out because it feels good. And that's like, I'd say almost kind of trendy now. Like that's like what things are trending towards. Like more people are speaking out and, you know, people are posting pictures of themselves, like how they actually look versus how they pose. Like, I think that's very like on trend or maybe that's just like on trend in my circles. I don't know. But then there's also like, there's also another half of people who are still kind of like not there yet. Like (laughs) they're very much like, I want to look a certain way. And if I do X, Y, Z, I'm going to like, they don't understand the science behind like body types and like genetics. I was like that when I first started too. I loved the added benefit of what it changed in my body and my appearance. Like it gave me confidence for the first time. Like I finally felt good in my own skin. So I absolutely get that as well. And But that's the other thing of like mind and body come hand in hand. So like if you don't mentally feel good, it doesn't matter what you look like. It it doesn't matter because you're not going to feel good about it anyways. You're still going to want something different. You're still going to want something more. And that's something I find a lot with my clients is someone will come in and be like, oh, like, do you see the wiggly part of my arm? I hate this. Can we get rid of it? I'm like, do you see my wiggly arm? See how it wiggles? I'm a person. We have jiggly skin, you know, that's just, we're people. Um, But it was also just the whole like, look at this girl on TikTok or look at this girl on Instagram. Like, I want to look like her. I'm like, she edited her stuff. Like, this isn't real. And also like, why? If you don't feel good mentally and like with yourself up there, then like, it doesn't matter what you do on the outside because you're still going to be trying to change it and do something else. And the other fun fact of life is everyone wants to look different. Everyone wants someone else's body. Like, I've had a client come in and she's like, you know, I want bigger glutes. I want this. And then like the next client comes in being like, I want smaller glutes and I want to look like her. I'm like, you got, you know, why don't we just all trade? And then you'll also realize (laughs) that you're still not happy and you want something different. It's just, it's life. And especially with social media now having so much to compare to and so many other people that you're aware of. Whereas when I was in high school, we only had Facebook. Thank goodness. So we didn't have like, yeah, we still had selfies and all that stuff. Like gym selfies weren't as big, all that kind of stuff where now it's like such a big thing to like, can I show my abs and my gym selfie? It's like, eh, <laughs> yeah, great. everything is for the gram or doing it for the TikTok. Yeah. Or like that whole hashtag now, like if you didn't post about it, it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's I think good. about like all the things that I'm like thinking about on a daily basis And sometimes I have to like sit down and be like, why am I even thinking about this? Like, even if it's like not a necessarily bad thing, it's just like if social media wasn't a part of my life, I wouldn't even be considering some of these things. Like I would just be going about my day. So I try and like bring myself back to earth. Absolutely. Which is good. I wish I could do that a little bit more often. But like, I mean, don't get me wrong either. The other end of, I know that there are some people who like to dress up in those outfits because it makes them feel more confident that day if they're having a bad day, whatever that is. I absolutely respect that. I'm not trying to like, you know, put anything down in that sense. Everyone do what's right for you to make you feel good. I just don't like that it ends up making other people feel bad. Totally. It's less about the person doing whatever they're doing and more about how other people are taking in that information like we all need to I don't know be better at realizing that that's not always reality and like that's why my social media is very much like I work out in sweatpants and that's what I posted like 
There was one time that you caught me in a matching outfit and it was for breast cancer awareness and it was for a good cause. It was the only time you will catch me in hot pink and matching only for them. Um, but otherwise, like I'm in sweatpants. I just like, I'm in a workout outfit. I teach fitness. Like I, that's what I do. I don't, you know, that's. Yeah. It's as simple yeah. as that. Like you don't have to try and impress people all the time for sure. You don't have to record everything you do. Agree. Yeah. So this is kind of, I mean, we've been talking about a lot of problems. I know we're overlapping. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Is there any other like main pet peeves in your industry that you want to talk about? Uh, that one, I guess like the, the self-comparison and also, Ooh, actually great question. So yes, everything I already mentioned, but also <laughs> um, that whole thing of like, so when I went through training, I went through like a year of training, all this stuff. Like I had to get certified. I had to take an anatomy course. You know, I had to do these things to make sure that I knew what I was talking about when it came to someone's body and their safety. And now, which I do find all the time, like people posting these videos of like, here's how to get rid of your arm flab. And then they show these like very unsafe moves and they don't really have any credentials or any certifications. And not that that's necessarily awful in a sense, but if you're posting these things and doing something like you need to make sure that you're sharing it with safety things as well. Like right. you're whatever it is. Like, and if you're not an actual fitness professional, if you don't have qualifications, like there are tons of people following you and then getting hurt or doing something else instead. And I remember um, after I left the studio, I took a course somewhere else and I asked him like, Oh, like, you know, how many courses did you guys have to do just out of curiosity? Because I don't know, I was, intrigued about it and she's like yeah. yeah I took like a course for a day and a half and like I'm teaching now it's like oh okay wow. <laughs> everywhere is different every studio every gym all that stuff like I'm not gonna lie I started teaching before I was fully certified I did I did take courses previously and I didn't teach anything that I wasn't allowed to teach but at the same time like I was kind of thrown into it. I, I wasn't ready and I wouldn't have started teaching, but I was told like, no, we're just going to throw you kind of throw you into the wolves and see if you sink or float. And if you sink, then okay. And if you float, great, we'll keep going. It's like, okay, good. Yes. That's the way to do it. Oh my God. Yeah. So it sounds like the training is kind of all over the place and not like regulated in the industry. It just, yeah, it scares me. And that's also why I found the trainer that I have now because he's always doing more education. And it's not that like, I have anything against, you know, anything else, but like in order to keep my certification, I have to take a course every year. I have to right. like continue education because bodies are always changing. Things are always changing. Right. Like New going research. into quarantine, right. And like all these different things that we weren't aware of, like hunching over our computer that we didn't do 15 years ago True. over our phones, everything, whatever it is that we're doing, like these are things that are evolving. So fitness and the way we move and the way we adapt to that also needs to evolve. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's also no, I mean, why I'm not a classical Pilates instructor. I'm a contemporary Pilates instructor. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, my boyfriend's a massage therapist and he has to do the same thing each year. And yeah. things have changed even since I started dating him four years ago. Like, But it's, it's just like we're um, always changing. The world is changing. So our knowledge has to continue to grow too. And I find continuing education to be really important. And even if it's a course that I took for like a half an hour, I learned something. I got something from it, whether it was like someone else's experience that resonated with me that helped another client. It just, it can so never important. hurt to keep going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's also about safety and especially with social media. Like I have a friend who is like a physical therapist kind of deal, um, but he specializes in volleyball 
and he always shares other coaches um like you know how people are posting on Instagram they're like five moves to blah 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 like he'll he'll repost (laughs) those and then he'll completely like shut down everything he's doing because this other guy doesn't specialize in volleyball and all these things that he's telling people to do are totally unsafe like make no sense like it's clear that this guy's never played volleyball and instagram's like that yes yeah to go viral exactly and it's so dangerous because people like me who don't have a fitness background or you know other people who are trying to get into fitness look at that and they're like oh my god like that's that's intimidating number one like i don't want to do that and number two like they don't know any better so they're gonna try and they're probably gonna get hurt Well, that's the other thing too, that kind of leads back to what we talked about before, but like being accessible, being a real person, I want to be relatable. I don't want to be like, oh, I wish I could be like her, but it's just never going to happen. It's not realistic. No, I'm a person too. I have those same insecurities as well. And just knowing that like, we're all on this journey of life together. And like, we all feel those things about everyone in different senses. Like someone might think like, you know, I'm jealous of what you're doing. Well, that's awesome. But I'm jealous of what you're doing. You know, like we all relate to each other. We just I guess, don't really share that side of it either. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people who like in the beginning of my career, I was trying to be like very professional and like, I'm the expert. And that's like, that was my thing. And now I feel like I've kind of like shifted. I'm like, I know what I'm doing and I'm good at what I do, but like, there's always things to learn. And like, I might not be the best person for you. Like I know when to refer out, like it's so much better mentally for us to accept those things but it's also benefiting our clients because we're like if I'm not the best fit for you or if I can't handle this like there's someone else who's going to be able to do that and that's only going to be better for you and you're going to get what you want out of it so yeah that, like also like and it's good to be that self-aware that you know like exactly. no, this isn't the right fit for me I can't exactly help with what you're looking for right and again like that's okay. We're not all experts in every single thing on the face of the earth. Nope. That's why we all have our own careers and our own niches. (laughs) Exactly. That's why there's millions of people who do what we do. It's just, we all do it differently. Like it's like the the nail salon on every block (laughs) or like the million coffee shops down the main road. Yes, exactly. Where everyone finds right. The one that they like, because it just feels right for them. And exactly. Yeah, even the ones that are across the street from each other, like <laughs> it's it's wild. But did you know I've that Boston seen... has the most coffee shops for square footage apparently compared to any other city? I just I learned that the it. other day. I believe it. I don't even drink coffee, but I was like, well, oh. I don't either, really. Oh my god! But I'll take it. Like we're a minority. Like, yeah. <laughs> we absolutely are. People are like, how do you wake up at five thirty every day and don't drink coffee? I was like, because I go to bed at eight thirty. Exactly. I just like <laughs> sleep seven eight hours a night. <laughs> Because like, I also know I'm just not my best. It makes me jittery. And I just, I don't really like the way it tastes either. Nope. I'm, I'm with you there. (laughs) I mean, I'm boring. I don't drink alcohol either. So, you know. I I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I am. Which I guess is another question later on though. But like I started Pilates for my anxiety and depression. And, you know, when I was in college and I went to my high school reunion and I drank a lot that night and it's like, oh yeah, this isn't good for me. Jill, I had the exact same experience (laughs) at my high school reunion. That's so wild. Yeah. I woke up the next morning and I was like, I don't think this is right for me. (laughs) Yeah. This is not sustainable. (laughs) Yeah. 
when I need a whole day the next day and like a day and a half to recover from it, it's a little, yeah, we just, we don't fit together and that's okay. You know, not everyone goes well together. I wish I could go out and have a glass of wine with my friends at dinner, but it just, it's not for me. Totally. I, yep. Yep. Same here. So we've been talking a lot about social media already, but I'm curious as to how it has been for you, like as a business owner, because I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you were on social media as just like yourself, like your personal page for a while, but transforming that into a business page and like learning how to like market yourself and all this stuff. Like how has that experience been for you? Uh, well, to keep it short, I hate it. <laughs> it just, again, like it feels really superficial, but what you mentioned before about how you got that, like empathy from me and all that stuff, like that was amazing. I loved hearing that because oh, that's also, but that's what I want people to get too, is that like, great, I'm a real person. I have a real journey, a real story, and I want to be open and share those things. And if my journey helps somebody else, amazing. Then I did something incredible today and I'm more than happy with that. Um, but definitely weird. I try to keep social media now for the most part, like very much work and like sharing my offerings and whatever is going on or like little tips and things. Um, <clears throat> I think this was the question of like, how much do I kind of share personally with people too? Yeah. How's yeah. That balance? Um, so I'm trying to keep it like my private life as in like my friends and my family, like, yeah, I'll post them sometimes here and there, but like, I don't really share much about them. Mm -hmm. um, because like, that's not their choice. It wasn't their choice to be on social media. It wasn't their choice for all of my followers to listen to what happened to them today or to like see the picture okay. of them at brunch, whatever it is. Like that was my choice. Um, so I try to keep that part pretty separate. I definitely do share quite a bit though. I'm very open about my journey and like how oh, I got wow. to where I am now. Um, and how depression and anxiety really was like the root of my whole fitness journey. And I started because I was in such a dark place and I just didn't know what to do with myself anymore. And I just got to the point where I was so, I felt so helpless. And I was like, I will do anything. Like whatever it is, like, fine, I will do it. And everyone kept saying, you know, exercise gives you endorphins. Exercise makes you happy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you're all Science. so annoying. Can you please stop? And then I tried Pilates and I was like, okay, you're <laughs> correct. I get it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but then it comes and goes too, where it's like, I've also gotten into a phase where I've been really unhealthy and I worked out six to seven days a week. And now I'm in a place where like, if I didn't work out today, like, it's okay, I'll do something tomorrow. Like if I only got 20 minutes in today, or if I only, you know, took my dog for a walk, like I got out of the house, I moved, I did something. And that's great. But my page really is to kind of share like, yes, what I'm doing and to like, hopefully get clients and, you know, gain people from my on-demand platform. But it's, it's also because I want to share my journey. And I, I don't know if, did you see the Selena Gomez documentary when it came out the other day? I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list though. So I am a massive fan of hers for a lot of reasons. She is my girl crush, my celebrity crush, all the things. But <laughs> I watched her story about like her sharing about becoming bipolar and like, you know, her depression and her struggles with all that. And I was like, what you just created here is like, it's, that's what I want to do. I want to let people know, like, it's okay if you, am I allowed to swear? Hell yeah. <laughs> like it's okay if you feel like shit today like if you woke up and you're like today is just not my day and that's okay we're different every day it's what we were talking about before like meet yourself where you are every day and that's okay you might feel like shit today and you might not want to get out of bed okay tomorrow could be a different day but either way it's like sharing your journey that that's okay there are days where I'm upset and I'm anxious and I don't even know what's going on and I haven't figured out why I'm feeling this way yet and that's okay 
Um, I was teaching, I taught at the breast cancer walk a few months ago um, in September and I have massive anxiety, like stage fright, all that stuff. You would never know. (laughs) It is my, like, just, I hate it so much. Um, yes. Don't really know how I got to do what I'm doing, but that's a a different story, I guess. Um, but I remember I woke up that morning, like full body shaking, like just couldn't control myself. Like just. Yeah, really bad feeling it ever, sweating, shaking, that whole thing. And I actually used to, I found out I had anxiety because I was waking up every morning and I was throwing up for like months. Literally and me I, too. We're the same person. This okay, we so are the same weird. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went to go take like all those stomach tests. Like, yeah, is it sugar? Is it fruit? Like whatever it is, hold the screen in front of my stomach and watch me digest it. And they're like, yeah, you just have really bad anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I'm so glad I got like a colonoscopy and endoscopy, all these things, like great, great, just for you to tell me that I have anxiety. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> um, I was like, I know that. Thanks. Good. And yeah, whenever I went somewhere, they're like, oh yeah, you have severe anxiety. Oh yeah. You have social anxiety. You have this one and this one. I'm like, can we just like, let's just like cover, like, I just have just anxiety. anxiety. You know, like, let's, yeah, we don't need to go into all the details of every kind that I have. Every Thank you. tier. Um, <laughs> like, I get it. I have it. We're good. Um, but I want people to be able to take my journey and like have it help them somehow. Um, and fitness was a huge, huge part of that. I got into Pilates because I was throwing up every day. I was in a relationship where I wasn't happy. I was living at home in college and I just couldn't figure out what to do with myself. Um, and this is a little bit like of a kind of a a bomb that I'm going to drop, but it's yeah. So in high school, um, I was best friends with this kid growing up and I I mainly had guy friends growing up because they were just kind of easier to handle and to deal with. There was no like, we're just going to go for dinner. Here we are. This is where we're going. Great. Awesome. Um, but my best friend right before we graduated high school committed suicide, um, in April. So sorry. And we graduated in May and it just was like a, I completely lost who I was and I was only 18. So like, I didn't even know who I was to begin with, but it just like, it ended up being like, I don't know where I'm going to college now. I don't know what I want to study. I don't know who I am. I just like, it really completely threw me for a loop. And it started me on that, like, oh, I I do have anxiety. Like all these things like this is depression, like the not getting out of bed every day, not wanting to eat or like sped it up, made it so much Yeah. And it just like, but that part of my journey has also really helped me to understand other people and to like resonate and empathize and, you know, and that's why that is why mental health is such a big thing to me because I wasn't able to help him. I didn't know that he was struggling so much. And that was another whole thing that I dealt with of like, how did I not know? How could I not help him? How all those other questions that you deal with, right? And yes. as someone who is 18, deciding where I'm going to school, like trying to figure out the rest of my Such life. Such a transformative time also, too. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, I went to school for a year. I ended up moving home, taking day classes, like at a college nearby and just trying to figure out my stuff. And that's how I started taking Pilates. My mom forced me to go with her one day. And I went and was like, <laughs> wow, like this is the first time that I don't feel terrible. Right. Like this is the first time I was like, like I want to come back here. Yeah. Yeah, And just like, but that instructor too, of like letting me be myself there and like letting me joke around if I wanted to, or like maybe I was having a hard day and I needed to cry, whatever it was, just like meeting me where I was and helping me on that journey and helping me feel more positive. Um, And that just 
Pilates absolutely changed my life. And I know it sounds like a little bit annoying and cliche or whatever it is, but I had no idea who I was before. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to go to school. I was the kind of person who like, if I was 10 minutes late to class, I wasn't going because I'm not opening that classroom door and having everyone look at me like I'd rather just not show up. And that's what (laughs) I did. So it really got into a place where I was just in a really unhealthy, negative space. And I started going to Pilates twice a week, three times a week. Um, My sister was teaching at a studio on Newbury Street at the time, and she got me a free membership. And I was like, okay, this is my time to like, I have to go. I have no excuse not to go. Like I have to get myself up and get to class. And even that too was a big thing for me, like being in a classroom with other people. Right, just being out and about. Oh, she's watching me work out. Like, oh, there's a mirror over here, like hating this. And it went from never in my life would I have joined a group fitness class to now teaching thousands of people myself is just like an absolute complete 360. So yeah, if you know me in high school or like beginning of college and then met me now, it's just like, what? How did that even, (laughs) where did that come from? does not come But it's because- it helped me pull myself out of depression. And that's, that's what I want to give to other people. I want my classes and I want my vibe, whatever it is that you call to let people know that like, it's okay to feel like shit. There are other people who feel the same way. We're on this journey together. And like, right. If my journey can help you a little bit, I've done every, like I I'm done. I don't need to do anything else for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know that's probably very traumatic and just a really hard thing to share. Again, like, yeah, if it helps people and if it lets people know that like, oh, wow, like you can feel that dark, but you can also get out of it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It took me years. I'm not going to lie and tell you that it was an easy journey and that it took no time. And I like snapped out of it because I did it. It took me a long time. Um, But it, it's just like the slow progress and finding, right, whatever movement that made me feel good or whatever activity made me feel good and like gave me a little bit of like, yeah, I want to get out of my room to do this today. Mm-hmm. And you'll keep finding those little things more and more and more. But that's also why like, I want my classes to feel free and non-judged and just like, come as you are. And if that means today you showed up in your sweatsuit that you slept in the night before, you fucking showed up. Good for you. You're here. Props to you. Like you don't need to show up like with your hair done and like, you know, your high slick back pony and your matching top. Like if you showed up and you made the effort to get here today and just show up and be here with other people, you won. Good for you. Right. Yeah. Like that's an accomplishment on its own. We don't also need to then work as hard as we could and like beat the other person in class and spin faster than the person <laughs> next to you. Like we're all on our own journeys too. I'm like, you don't know what the person next to you is going through or if they're also having a bad day and like you competing with them is going to make them feel worse, whatever it is. Like we're humans. And I think sometimes humankind forgets that we're human and that, Absolutely. you know, we have shit going on. Yeah. And by sharing these things on social media, it's less about, I mean, it's, it can be like self selfish and like for you for sure, but it's less about that. And it's more about like allowing others, like, like letting them know that it's okay to do that and to like allow others the space to, I don't know, like think about tough things that they've gone through and not ever not every social media page does that and even like the the littlest things that I share about my personal life or like tough things I'm going through like people respond to it and they'll dm me or they'll text me and be like I'm so happy like you shared that I feel the same way I didn't know other people like felt the same way and I think like 
I think I forget that because I surround myself with like a lot of people who share a lot. Like we're very open and vulnerable people, but I forget that I have followers and people in my circle and my network who aren't like that. And they are not surrounded by people who allow them to talk about these things and and feel their feelings and express themselves. So when, when I feel like I'm like, should I share this? I always err on the, I'm going to be for that reason, because I, I know that it's no, the opportunity to help people. So I, I totally relate the other to that. Thing Not that, that everyone has to like share everything that's going on. No, absolutely. Life. And everyone's different too. Like I, I have friends who do the same thing as me in the same industry and you don't even know they're on Instagram, you know, and yeah. that's great. But if that's, you know, the journey that works for you, awesome. I wish I didn't have social media, but unfortunately that is how I run my business. So I need right. it. Um, if I didn't have to have Facebook, if I didn't have to have Instagram and TikTok, I absolutely wouldn't. And now this whole, have you heard of Be, Be Real, this new thing that's I've heard of it, now? haven't downloaded it yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we're just, it's another social media platform because we needed another one. Um, <laughs> Obviously. You know. But what you were just saying actually reminded me that I was watching an interview the other day with some celebrity, I forget who she was, but she was saying that, you know, we forget that if you're out in the real world and one person tells you they like your hair, like that makes your whole day. So when you get 60 likes on a photo, like that's 60 people who liked what you were sharing. That's a lot. Yeah. And we forget that like, oh, I only got 30 likes on this photo. Like now I have to delete it. It's terrible. Like, oh my God, 30 people thought what you were sharing was awesome. That's awesome. Like, instead of looking at it as a negative, like I didn't get enough. And I have a friend who does that. Like she'll post something and if it doesn't get enough engagement, she deletes it. Like why? That's like, it's also showing people like sometimes shit doesn't go well. Like I posted something the other day and I got like 80 views. Like, ah, this is shit, but here we are. (laughs) I guess this one didn't work. And you know, but now I know better for next time. This is one that just like nobody liked and that's okay. But wait, 80 people liked it. Right. There I go. I just said the same thing. You know, there we go. Right. <laughs> well, and it's also from like a branding standpoint, if I may, like when you post something and you post it like to your page and it's like a hard post, like it lives there. It's a living thing. It's going to be there for however many years your page is up there. So new people who find you from maybe another post that is doing better in air quotations, like they'll come to your page, they'll they'll creep on all your posts, they'll like go through everything, they'll read everything. So it's not even like about that moment and that day when you post that, like how well it does. It's also helping to build your brand and like show people what you're sharing and what you do and how you help people and all these things. So I try and tell people like, don't freak out about like the results of it after a day. Like I still have people liking things that are coming on like later. And even if people don't like it, maybe they'll screenshot something or maybe they'll share it. Like you you just don't know how people interact with your stuff. Like there have been times where I've literally liked something and been like, oh, like out loud. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And I keep scrolling and I like forget to like, you know what I mean? So you don't know no, like, what's actually like resonating and staying with people at all. No, and I do the same thing. Like I screenshot some stuff sometimes and maybe I like it, maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't stay for the whole video either to like see, you know, it completed. But for us on the other end, when we're creators and we're paying attention to analytics and all that stuff, you get really freaked out of like, oh no, this wasn't, yeah. And it just, and it gets in your head, but all that stuff. And then again, we forget to like, no, it's still good. Like, oh my God, one person resonated with this. That's one person who got something from it. That's wild. Like that's good. 
And this yeah. is also a lecture for myself to remind myself later to <laughs> for, listen. For me too. We're so good at sharing advice. And then you're like, yeah, maybe like I should take it sometimes. That could be <laughs> I tell my therapist that all the time. I'm like, I told my friend <laughs> the same advice that you just gave me, but I can't take it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so much harder. I can give great advice. Don't want to listen to myself, even though I know it's right, but uh, it's too hard. Yeah, there's there's a disconnect there for sure. But that that's just human. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of running a business, what has been a big struggle for you? Time management is pretty tricky for me. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm someone who this, I struggled with beforehand as well of like, I'm also a people pleaser. So I, I have a hard time saying no. I have a hard time setting boundaries of, mm-hmm. you know, this is my day off or like, you know, this is the day that my boyfriend and I plan to like have a night to hang out and go out for dinner or, you know, do something. And mm-hmm. it ends up being like, I put in so much into work that I have nothing else to give later. And I'm, I'm right. trying to work on that. Um, I'm trying to like, I started to wake up a half an hour earlier so I could just like have some time to myself, you nice. know, like to get up and like walk my dog a little bit longer or, and like, granted, it doesn't happen every day. It didn't happen today, but it happened three out of five days so far. Like, you know, that's, that's great. That's a win. Right. Yeah. So like whatever it is, and I'm just trying to not be on my phone as much. And like, when I wake up, like, Social media should not be the first thing I check. Like, sure, you can check your email because that is more of a work-related thing. But, and this is, again, a video that I watched the other day of someone being like, you know how often you check to like, see if people watched your video or see if people liked it. Like, nothing's going to change in the 20 minutes that you took to do something, come back and look. Yeah, nothing great. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I put on something on my phone where it gives me a certain amount of time now to be on apps. So like- Yes. And I did like where my phone shuts off at 9 p.m. and I can't do anything with it before 6 a.m. So I'm trying to set and force myself to have some boundaries like that. Yeah. The number one answer to this question, well, the number one and two are like boundaries and burnout. (laughs) Because it's like, like we all love what we do. So I think, I mean, this happened to me. Like I got to a point where I was like, I'm working with like amazing clients. Like I want to take on all this work because like it's work I like doing and it's fun and I'm enjoying it. But then like by Friday, I'm exhausted and for like two days straight, I can't do anything else. So (laughs) it's hard to avoid burnout and to say no, especially when you're getting great referrals from people. Yeah. And it's no, it's definitely something I struggle with a lot. Um, even just like this past week. So I teach a live class twice a week. Last night, one of my friends had to come over and be my body because I worked the whole week before, gave myself a migraine and was like, okay, you need to chill. Like we need some time off. And obviously I didn't listen to myself. (laughs) So then I pushed myself. I took a course over the weekend, ended up hurting my shoulder and my neck. So I couldn't teach my own class here. I am going to PT today and seeing my manual therapist, you know, all those things when I tell my clients, and I just spoke about it on my story the other day, like, listen to your body. When it tells you it needs a break, give it a break, or it's going to take the break without your permission. And here we are. I'm taking a break because my body is saying, no, I'm not doing it this week. So deal with it. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough being in like a job like my boyfriend and I said as a massage therapist. When he hurts himself, he can't work. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't make money. So it's even more important for people like you two who are using your bodies to do your job, to listen to your body. And to take recovery. Yeah. And people are very weird about recovery too. They're like, no, 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 I don't need that. I don't need stretching. I had a client come in the other day and she's like, yeah, I'm just just feeling really off. I'm really tight. And it's like, today might be like a 90% stretching and like 
kind of relaxing day because that's what your body is asking for. And again, that's okay. Meet yourself where you are that day. You don't have to run the five miles today. If your body's like, hey, I want to take a little break, give it a break, or it's going to force you to take that break. Or (laughs) else. Right. But that's literally how it goes. If you keep pushing it off, it's it's coming anyways. Like, it's going to happen. So. Yeah. It's like I used to always get sick after my first semester of college. So like Thanksgiving, I was always sick because we're like pushing so hard and hard and hard and hard. And then you get home and you have time to relax and your body's like, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> like, this. You're yeah. sick now. Like it's yep. worse. The same thing. <laughs> no, but it's, it is like our bodies, we're lucky enough to live in these things. And we have to remember that like, they're what's allowing you to live and do everything you want to do. That's what allows you to go work out and to do these things and to rock climb or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, run a marathon. So if you don't take care of it, what do you think is going to happen? You know, we, right. Like we need to make sure that our bodies are letting us live and do what we want. We also have to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies to allow us to live and do what we want. Absolutely. But again, it's much easier to say than it is to do. So, oh yeah, it's always a learning process for sure. So those are all of my like business centered questions I have the weird fun ones left yeah so if you were a car what would you be (laughs) this one was a really interesting one so I picked a jeep I don't own a car myself so that made it a little bit tricky I love okay so I don't have a car but I was thinking it's like I'm not a sports car I don't like to go fast like I don't really like roller coasters I don't like things whooshing by me (laughs) you know I'm not I'm not into that stuff I like you know, a little bit more chill, but I like adventures. I like going on hikes and like doing things. And I like more security. So I was like, you know, a Jeep, it's stable, it's secure, it's durable. Like it gets you through whatever you need. You can go, you know, drive on rocks if you need to, but you can also just like take it to the grocery store or you can drive fast. You know, it's just more, it covered everything. So it's, it's a good mix between both worlds. Yeah. So I went with a Jeep and I also like SUVs. I grew up in the suburbs. So yeah, I love I love my SUV, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, I had an SUV, which actually was purple growing up as well. Purple is just it's it's my what color. kind of purple? Um, it was kind of like a burgundy purple. Oh, nice! So I got a ticket once, and someone was like, "Oh, your brown car." I was like, "Oh, I don't have a brown car. Do I get out of the ticket?" <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Actually. It didn't work, but <laughs> it was a really good. It was idea. worth a try. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, my car wasn't brown. So it couldn't have been my car. I don't know what you're talking about. True. Facts. <laughs> exactly. There we go. So when was the last time someone said, wow, that's so on brand for you? Or like, this reminds me of you, something along those lines. So right before I came into this meeting with you, I actually had a friend and client send me a text message. So I screenshotted it because she's like, hey, I get these daily affirmations every day. And this one like really reminded me of you and I wanted to share and it says I work out to increase my strength not to decrease my size I was like oh Oh, I love that yes because again like more the mental health not just the aesthetic stuff so I thought that was really nice and that was a question I was like I don't know this one's gonna stump me when you ask I don't know what (laughs) I'm gonna do for this one and then thankfully she sent me something today and I was like yes I'm using it that's perfect (laughs) yeah some people do use like that's so on brand, but a lot of people do kind of trip up over that language. So that's why I've kind of added like the, this reminds me of you or like something people send you because it's the people around us 
who determine what our brand is, whether we like it or not. It's the same for companies and businesses too. It's like people's perception of you. So that that's kind of like where I go with, with that question. I just think it's interesting to see like what other people are sending us and what, what they think of us. Cause that's well, important. I'm very thankful that apparently what I'm trying to put off is getting absorbed. So that is yeah. very nice and reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. That's great. <laughs> so along the Good same timing. lines, you've kind of mentioned this before you were saying how like in high school that people who knew you in high school would look at you now and be like, oh my God, I wouldn't think that she'd be doing that. So what were you like as a child? And like, I asked people to tell a childhood story that's like on brand for you, but you can take this any direction you want. Like, I'm mostly interested in like what you were like as a kid. And if that like translates to now or like how that has changed. Yeah. Cause I think that's so interesting. So I was the shyest person you'll ever meet in your life. Never yeah. spoke in public, never, you know, just like, and I didn't realize like now growing up, I think it was a lot of my anxiety that I just yeah. like, didn't know. That's was how there. it was presenting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just very shy. Didn't want to talk. Um, and I actually like, I had two stories that I thought of for this, but the first one, which I'm sure will resonate with a lot of people is, you know, like in middle school or when you're learning to read and you sit in your classroom, you're in that like big circle, whatever it is. And they're like, okay, everyone's going to read a line or a paragraph. I would count who was in front of me, count the paragraphs, study the shit out of that paragraph before yeah. I had to read it, and then still fuck it up somehow, like stumble. shake something, right? Like something wouldn't go well. I'm also dyslexic, so reading in front of a group was oh like, my please let me go home. Yeah, um, cool. So that would happen, and I was just like, either like, can I go to the bathroom? Like, how do I get out of this? Um, and it actually reminded me of another story. So when I was growing up, we had like a very friendly neighborhood and there was um, a house down the street that had a pool and we used to go there all the time and still really close with that family. They're amazing. Um, there is a story that they tell me all the time and I don't remember it like live when it was happening, but it just explains my insecurities very well. Probably um, I was in their house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in their house and I like, you know, went to go help myself to a pickle in their fridge. And I opened it up, like I took the pickle out myself and their dad was like, what are you doing? Why are you taking that pickle? Like, are you going to give me a nickel for that pickle? And he like literally still brings up the story like to this day, because he was like, you just looked like someone had killed you. Like all of a sudden you were just like, oh shit, what did I do wrong? Why are they mad at me? And I was like, oh my God, I don't have a nickel. I don't have, and he was like, no, you're fine. Like, I was just joking with you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going home. And like, literally went home. Did, apparently I didn't talk to him for like years afterwards. And he's still good friends with my dad. Like we're very good family friends. Um, talk to them all the time, but still it just like, he called me out on something and I was like, oh fuck, I'm out. <laughs> it just like, didn't want to ever be seen shut again. Down. Oh my yeah, God. because of, a, yeah. And it was the stupidest thing, but I just like, Oh no, like a deer in headlights, like just drop it. I'll leave. It's fine. It's just, we're good. Drop the pickle and run. <laughs> just, yeah, we're fine. So I thought that one was a pretty good explanation of how much I overthink things as well. That's so interesting because like just talking to you, you're so like bubbly and friendly. <laughs> like I just would never think it's that. It's so funny it's because amazing. whenever someone tells me like what I'm like on the other end, I'm like, what are they talking about? Like what's what are they seeing? Well, I'm it's a disconnect, right? Crazy. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, but I actually I got asked to do some like photo thing recently, and I was like, oh, like how did you guys find me? And they're like, well, you look so comfortable on social media, and I was like, what? <laughs> comfortable? <laughs> I was like, wait, my page? 
Or did you, are you sure it was me? Like, were that? Okay. And I was just like, and I still talk about it. Cause I'm like, are they, did I hallucinate? Like something, right. I don't know. But if that's the gist you got from me, like, okay. It's well, not I true, but like, credit. okay. I mean, when I emailed you, like it can go either way. Some people are like, oh, I don't know. Like, I guess like you can tell just the way they're writing the email. They're like very nervous, but you were like, yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, she's like so ready for this. (laughs) No, one of my favorite lines is fake it till you make it because like, (laughs) yeah, I might have the knowledge to share Pilates stuff. I might, whatever that is, but like on the inside, you know, that whole imposter syndrome, like not good enough to do this. And we all have it too, especially running your own business. You always think about those other things. Well, she's got this and I don't, whatever it is. So yeah, of course. But I also like, no, I love podcasts. I've always wanted to be on one. I've been, I think about sometimes having my own, but I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's like it's a lot of work too. Um, (laughs) I already (laughs) feel like I'm drowning half the time and other stuff. So probably not a good idea, but no, it just sounded so fun. And again, like we've never really gotten to connect and like talk actually live back and forth. And I was like, this is awesome. And at least it'll be someone that like I'm familiar with. So I'm going to be more comfortable and it's a more intimate setting and all those things. And I also, I'm really trying to push myself. I'm really trying to challenge myself to do things to get me out of my comfort zone, like teaching at the breast cancer walk. There were up to like 6,000 people coming in and out all day. Had you asked me 10 years ago, I would have probably like laughed and like, are you, are you insane? Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, they asked me this year and I was like, absolutely. And then afterwards I was like, I'm going to throw up that morning. Like I'm going to, it's just going to be bad, but I'm going to do it anyways. Because then when I look back later, and this is not something I used to do at all. I actually would chicken out of things all of the time. And I'm like there, my sister was doing something in New York one year. She worked for um, a record label when she went to Northeastern and she's like, Hey, like, we're going to have some celebrities here. Like, I want you to come and like volunteer today. And I was like, Oh my God, amazing. Definitely doing it. It got to the day before. And I was like, not going, can't do it. Not doing it. My sister was like, you already promised like you're coming, but I just started freaking out. Like, I don't know. There'll be people I don't know, whatever it is. And that's why now I'm like, do it. What's the worst that can happen? You like fumbled on stage. You tripped on your words. I do that every day. What does it matter if there are more people watching me this time? Like it made me so much more proud of myself afterwards. I was like, holy shit, I did that. Like I, me did that. Okay. Right. And it just, I don't know. It's building data points, showing you that you can do things and not every situation is going to be negative. And even if there are like little negative parts of it, there's still like tons of positive parts of it. And again, it's like hopefully to inspire someone else. Like if I could do this, I know you can do it because I couldn't and I did it. So if I can, you absolutely can. Yeah, I I love that. That's so great. (laughs) All right. Last question. I always ask people, uh, tell me a funny story, something funny that you've witnessed, been a part of. I just love hearing people's sense of humor. So this actually reminded me of my sister has a husky and I have like a really small dog. My dog's about like 12 pounds, give or take. My sister's dog's about like 95 pounds. She's a husky and I'm a German shepherd mix. Mine is a poodle and a King Charles mix. So like very, very different sizes. (laughs) And I have wrist injuries. So I usually wear a belt leash for my dog just to like clip her on. So I don't have to like pull her all the time. And I was walking with my sister and she was like, Oh, do you mind like taking Ellie on your belt leash and whatever? And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And she was like, no, 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 we're going to do it. And just like clipped her dog onto my leash. And we were just walking on like a path in the back. Yeah. And her dog saw a bird took off, which means 
I'm either running behind you or you're taking you me took out. Off. My feet immediately went straight up into the air, ass right on the ground. And she just like fell over hysterically laughing. And I just sat there like pouting. I was like, I don't, I'm done. This is why I said no. <laughs> like I'm done for today. And remember when I told you I didn't want to do this? Yes. Thank you. Oh my God. Great. Thankfully you weren't like on roller skates or something. <laughs> that would have been. Oh my God. And we were right by Starrow drive though. So thankfully like there's a path behind my apartment. Yeah. She took me out and I fell on the grass, but like, yes, it, it could have been much less fun, but my sister still laughs about it and it really <laughs> brought her joy. So. Well, it's one of those classic, like America's funny, some videos, things like a TV show thing that happens. I can see how that yeah. would be funny. At least you weren't hurt. It just. <laughs> no, thankfully I wasn't, but she's, she's a big dog. Like she's come up behind me before walking one time and like put her paws on my shoulder and like took me down to the ground. I was like, what's going on? Okay. It's my niece. We're fine. Oh, yeah. Cause you're, <laughs> you're a short person, <laughs> so. but she's yeah. And when she comes all the way up, like she can put her hands on my shoulders and wow. I didn't know they were walking behind me. They were just like sneaking up behind me. And she literally took me out, like brought me to the <laughs> ground because she <laughs> weighs like, I don't know, half a little bit more than half of what I weigh, whatever it is. Like she's about That's 100 enough. pounds like she's yeah it that'll it do took it. me out <laughs> so yeah that's the first story I thought of though when you had that question I was like oh yeah that's a good one yeah good the one. dogs are always a good a good hit for that <laughs> yeah oh yeah, my gosh <laughs> well that's that's it that's all my questions Amazing. thank you so much so for thank you for having me that was so cool I can't I'm wait glad. to glad you thought it was yeah. cool you were amazing <laughs> I'm like pumped up for the rest of the day I love that. Amazing. I actually just have physical therapy today and then I'm off the rest of the afternoon. So oh, nice. Yeah. It's like, should I go on a walk? Like, should I, yeah, I don't, don't work. Okay. Yes. Well, so I'm in one foot biz as well. And I, Naomi keeps reminding me like, okay, maybe like by 6 PM every day, stop work. And I'm like, but I don't know who's going to do the work. Like where does work happen? Like if nope. some of it can wait. I was like, can it though? Yes. <laughs> yes, it can. Yes. But I just, you know, <laughs> Yes, take yeah, don't advice. push yourself. Right. Yeah. Don't overdo it. So yeah, go on that walk. Enjoy the nice weather. It's going to be beautiful. You, you I'm too. Go for a yeah. Hopefully New Hampshire is still relatively as warm. I mean, you're only like an hour from us. So yeah, no, it's, it's looking good. Blue sky. So go enjoy your day. Um, and oh, yeah, before, before we take off, let people know where they can follow you, connect with you, plug whatever you want, all that stuff. So maybe don't follow me on TikTok, but um, (laughs) (laughs) my Instagram is movement with underscore Jill. Um, You can find me there to follow my embarrassing videos and stories. I dance. They're not embarrassing. Awkwardly. Um, (laughs) One of my friends was like, can you not post a dancing video like ever again? Someone (laughs) even commented, one of my clients actually commented on one of my dancing videos and she's like, yeah, you definitely didn't dance growing up. And it's like, no, actually, I danced for eight years growing up. I was in a dance group. <laughs> like, I took oh ballet, jazz, God. afro. Like, I was in the show and the recital. Like, I was in the nutcracker. Like, no, I literally danced, like, for a long time. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you picked up on that. Good. Um, you can also find me, though, on my website. It's movementwithjill.com. I have virtual classes. I have on-demand classes. I also teach privates in Boston. If you ever want to do any pop-up classes, I do that. I also love to teach like bachelorette parties, anything fun. Um, yeah, anything good. I love it. So, yes, let's get let's get you out of your comfort zone. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm always out right. of my comfort zone. Perfect. Perfect. Just living, just existing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, yes, I highly recommend giving Jill a follow. She's warm, and I love your content. I love everything you share mental health, all that good stuff. So 
Thanks again for, for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for making my day today. That was awesome.